Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, let us know what you think about the episode. If there's a particular guest or topic that you'd like to have on the podcast, we're always checking your comments on there and love to be able to take what you guys suggest and then be able to turn them into future episodes. Today, I'm going to be joined by Fred from Zonar Systems, and I wanted to talk with him about fleet management for diesel vehicles and then also some huge challenges that are coming up in the industry in different states and maybe even nationally. So I wanted to get more insights from him, learn more about the challenges that fleet managers and company owners face, and then also some other challenges that are going to be coming down the road and how they anticipate that playing out and how they can help people. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Before we get to today's podcast, I want to remind you guys, our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a 20% off site wide code for you. So if you use code 23diesel20 at kershaw.kaiusa.com, it's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear. So if you're in the market for a knife or hunting, fishing, EDC at home at, at uh, the job site, they've definitely got you covered with a whole bunch of choices for knives. 2023 has been a huge year for them. They've had a ton of new releases. One of the newest ones are the Duralock models, which the blade's made out of D2 steel. The way that it opens and closes is super smooth, very positive, and there's different choices for blade shape and then also handle design as well. So if you're in the market, definitely make sure and head on over to their website and use code 23diesel20 for 20% off site-wide. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Fred and chatting with him about managing diesel fleets, some challenges that are coming up in the market, and how he sees it all playing out. Fred, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm looking forward to chatting with you today about a part of the diesel community or diesel industry that we haven't focused on a lot, but I've had listeners tell me, hey, Patrick, I love listening to Cummins or Max Power Stroke stuff, but I also am involved in fleets or I'm involved in the heavy duty side of it. It'd be really cool to hear about that side of the industry. So I know you're an expert in that field and I look forward to chatting with you today and learning some more. Well, thanks for having us. Uh, happy to be here. The now the fleet side, I don't know a whole lot about it. I I've had some guests that have told me that they have you know customers that have ten, twenty, maybe even more. Um, but I'm really curious in 2023, what are some challenges that fleet owners have? What what do you do? How do you help them? How does it all come together with what you do and then being being able to help this part of the industry? Yeah, well, my company's on our systems. We do, uh, you know, electronic fleet management things. And, and so we try to uh, make it more efficient you know, for all of our customers. And I think, you know, in, in the coming years, certainly the bigger things are what's going on around the diesel trucks and, and diesel powder engines and, and what's happening with that. There's certainly a push to try to get rid of diesel. And I think both you and I know that there's there's not enough alternative power 
um, vehicles to to fill that gap. And certainly there's not enough power grid infrastructure, uh, what have you, to to do it from an electric standpoint. So I think in and uh, their goal of trying to get rid of diesel is uh, is uh, far fetched right now. Um, and I think you're starting to see that, you know, the CEO of Ford um, made a comment about, you know, the electric vehicles and, and not being able to uh, drive across country on it and, and real eye opener for them. And, and they're, they're going to start looking at different things too. So I think diesel will be around for a while. Uh, I think the, uh, the, the, the state that's really pushing some of that is California and other states are picking up on it. Um, but, uh, you know, I think your listeners need to get involved in some of that and, and really try to uh, curb what's going on in the industry. But as far as uh, uh, what to look for, I mean, obviously diesel prices are sky high um, and con- going to continue there. You know, so how can you use your efficiencies and, and, and what you do in your own own business to try to curb some of those expenses? And, and uh, certainly maintenance is one of them. And, uh, you know, and, and it's so important to uh, maintain the vehicles, not only for the safety aspect, but for that efficiency as well. I imagine that time is the most important commodity involved in this because if I think of maintenance, I think of downtime, availability of things. So being able to maybe streamline a maintenance program, um, you had mentioned like uh, electronic fleet management. So being able to do things electronically, which could be quicker. So is that is that one of the big things that the industry is facing is just time and maximizing it to keep things as efficient as possible. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you look at the trucking industry itself um, and, and even, you know, the construction industry, um, you know, uptime is, is uh, the most important, right. you know, because if the wheels aren't turning, you're not going to make any money. And, and, and that's really what it's about. So having the ability to know what your fleet's doing and to monitor that, you know, we have something that we call a, a fault IQ and it's really, so if there's any fault that's thrown on a, on a vehicle, you know, you, you know what that fault is, you know, if you should stop, you should know if you could keep going to go somewhere to get it fixed and make sure that you don't have that downtime. And the other aspect of it is, is when you do go down, now, how do you fix it? Do you send a truck out, go see if, if it needs something, you know, that you don't have with you on the truck and then you go back to the shop and, you know, that sort of thing. And if you know the faults and the issues that are taking place, you can be ready for that. Um, but prior to that, really, the, the maintenance aspect of it. Um, we do what we call an electronic vehicle inspection report, and it's a it, you scan a tag. It tells you what to inspect around a vehicle, and and if there's a defect, it electronically gets sent back to the back office, and so that in your management systems, you can know what's going on with your fleets, what needs to be fixed, you know, where your mileage is at, all that stuff to ensure that your, your fleet is, uh, is, is, is ready to roll. And I think that, you know, knowing that your fleet's safe and knowing that you're not going to get bogged down at roadside is really important. And being able, I imagine to take that information and electronically transmit it to a team or a structure is so critical because it if i i think without that in place it's somebody saying hey i got a check engine light on my truck and then you call in and you're telling them oh i got it just it creates all these roadblocks in the process first electronically it can get it from you know the guy operating the truck 
all the way through the entire structure to be able to solve the problem. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's like the old days of when you did, would get a fault code, you'd have to look it up in the book. You know, what what's that fault code for? What do I got to work on? What do I got to fix? Well, we do that electronically. So that maintenance guy that's in the back shop, once they know that something's been thrown, they know what it is and they can read into it. And it, it, you don't have to plug into it. That's right at you know your fingertips to really take care of it. And so that, you know, things have really progressed and, you know, and, you know, my expertise certainly isn't uh, in diesel mechanics or anything like that. It's in the fleet management systems world. But when you when you don't know that you have to update your engine, um, Cummings engines typically need to be updated uh, every two years. Um, we have an app for that, like they always say, right? So we work <laughs> with Cummings, uh, Cummings radar box, and 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 that driver or the maintenance person, you know, you pull the vehicle over, you you log on the app, scan the QR code, and update your engine sitting there. You don't have to go into the garage. You don't have to do any of that. So that type of electronic um, know-how is out there right now. Um, not just us, but there's others as well that you know know how to use those resources. So you don't have that downtime bringing your truck into the office or into the into the mechanic shop and getting stuff fixed and having guys go out and try to take care of stuff, but doing it before it happens is really important. I bet that it's really, especially critical now with, I know a big part of our chat today is going to be focused around carbon emissions and how it affects fleets and things like that, but how much electronic control there is on newer vehicles to meet the standards of the day. And I imagine that electronic side is incredibly important because there's there's more components on the truck that more things are being monitored. It's looking for more information than it used to 10 or 20 years ago. Yeah, all, all that stuff. So the ECU is so important. It's vital to what we do as a telematics company. And, you know, every every uh, every manufacturer, every OEM um, has a different language, if you will, for their for their ECU and the data that they put out. But there's certain data that has to be the same uh, that we're able to read. And that and you mentioned CARB. That's one way to address that is 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 on the fly, utilizing that telematics data to to capture it and send it back to CARB for the uh, approval. Of, of that check and and if your listeners don't know i mean carb is going on in more than just one state but obviously california started it um and so you know um starting next year if your vehicle is fourteen thousand gross or higher um and you're in california you have to have it checked by by carb the the side of CARB that we've heard about on the truck side has been about setting standards for the aftermarket. And I had seen, I don't remember exactly when this was, but it really piqued my interest about some things the state of California was doing with the with semi-trucks and, and vehicles that are, are, are in that weight range. And I started to think or, or relate it to just my basic knowledge of logistics. And I think of how does product get from point A to point B, food, all the things that people use on a daily basis. And I thought, this is really important. This is, this is something that I, you know, I want to learn more about and how it's affecting the industry. I wanted to ask you about that particular side of it, what they're trying to do, what their goal is with different sources of power for vehicles and how that's affecting fleets or, you know, the diesel side or, or you know, the kind of the thing that we're, we're chatting about today. How is that? Help me understand that a little bit better. Yeah, so 
you know, the uh, the CARB requirement is for vehicles 2013 and older. So you're right. I mean, it sits toward the newer side, and certainly they they're putting more stricter requirements on on the, the new builds as well. But you know, fleets are looking at um, reorganizing what they're doing and how they do it. You know, um, I mean, if you think about electric, the batteries are heavier. So that means you have less tonnage that you can take on the truck because you're only allowed to haul 80,000. You know, California has some exemptions for it because of the heavy batteries. But, but you know, so that's having impact. And what you see really in the real estate, it's, it affects everybody. It's a trickle down thing. You see in the real estate market is is a lot of the warehouses that are that are taking place. Um, they're being built, and that's because they're meeting that last hundred miles uh, of delivery. So, you know, they they had to curb how far they can go because of the the ability to do that. And now they're they're looking at different ways to deliver all these goods that we order. You know, at our, our to our home. You know, they've had to reevaluate on all those routes that they've had previously that they're doing now. So that's a big aspect of it. But you know, the uh, the carb testing. I, I you know they're trying to reduce emissions. It's it's all about the climate control. Um, uh, you know, all that aspect to it. Uh, but what CARB has done is they've tied it into uh, Department of Motor Vehicle Licensing. So when you renew your registration that's tied to that truck so if you're fourteen thousand pounds over you're going to get notification that you have to have a carb test um and how you do that is either with you know if, if you have a fleet you want to uh, have a telematics provider do it through the obd2 connection and uh, do it on the fly or you have to bring your vehicle in to that literally get tested plug into it and they, they do a test and make sure that it's good right now um they're sending out letters in January of uh, 2024, and then uh, in July in 2024, they're going to start enforcing it. And so you have to get a carb test every two years on that that vehicle that is over 14,000 pounds. Um, you know that that makes an impact on you um, when you know if you have to bring it into a shop it's like we're you know we're talking about breakdowns and whatnot you don't really want to spend that time doing that you'd rather just have somebody do it electronically and send it and get your approval back over the air and so that's what we're, we're we've sent our information and in to be a certified provider for that because we know the other states are doing it we know washington and oregon have already enacted carb requirements there's some states on the east coast that have done it as well so this stuff is starting to flow through the country and we'll see it impact others across the country as well that's a really big part of it is sometimes what i'll hear from listeners is they'll say well i don't live in california i don't i don't care what they do there and it's been a challenge to try to connect the dots to how that spreads to other states so on the fleet side and what you're doing you're actually seeing these other states that aren't in california that are adopting either all or parts of it and so that's why it matters so much and i, I imagine for fleets like you mentioned with time, having to go someplace and send a hundred trucks or 50 trucks to go test or just doing it on the fly is such a, it's a huge benefit to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, that's one of the challenges for, for us and, and what I do for our company and regulatory affairs work is really understanding where that is going. And <laughs> all you have to do is watch what's going on in California. Why well, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, carb or other things that all starts to flow across the country, unfortunately. Um, 
you know, but really keeping a, tra a track of that because our fleets are, are across North America. And so it impacts them no matter where they're at. So we want to make sure that we're ahead of that. And so, yes, it, it doesn't matter what state you're in. Eventually, it'll impact you, especially if you're a fleet and you're delivering goods and you're crossing state lines. There's no doubt about it that it's going to impact you. What are some common questions that companies, fleet managers would ask you? or do ask you now about either managing their fleet better or streamlining it or about the topic that we're chatting about with testing emissions, testing and meeting standards. I'm really curious about that. Yeah. So when it comes to carbs, the questions, um, you know, are, are just getting to know it, um, you know, because it's, it's fairly new, even though it's enacting. And unless you actually live in California, you're really not paying that close attention. And quite frankly, fleets that operate in California don't, really pay attention to it either and because we're we're all guilty of that we don't really want to listen to the noise you know but the noise can impact you yeah. and uh, so really helping them understand who it applies to you know and why and what they can do about it and then understanding that you don't have to bring your truck into uh, the bay to get it get it checked you can actually do it on the fly but those the companies that are going to be certified to do that you need to check the certified list and it's not published yet it's coming but you know there's a number of companies like ours that that have applied to certify so those are usually the tests and then um the other aspect of of what do they ask is typically how do you um, combine the compliance to the regulatory side to meet those things to make that safe for your company and how that impacts the bottom line and makes you really more efficient and you know when you're talking about driver's hours of service and and maintenance and and all those different things how can you combine all that into you know one screen for for your guy to look at or you got to look at to know what's going on with your fleet whether it's three vehicles or 300 vehicles staying on top of that and those operating the vehicle is really important so those are the type of things that we work through with our customer base and and help them be more efficient i just thought of a question you mentioned whether you have three vehicles or 300 i'm thinking about the smaller number for a second so i'm sure we got some guys listening that own construction companies or other things where they maybe they got three five ten trucks yeah what sort of benefit to the bottom line can they get with management like this um, because i think in 2023 with costs overhead all the things that are going on business owners are looking for ways to be more efficient to save money but also maintain quality lower downtime a lot of other factors what does it mean for the smaller fleets with being able to manage and streamline the process like you mentioned Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So, you know, the larger fleets have, you know, safety directors or and they have dispatchers and they, you know, they probably have a tech field that, you know, helps them with all. And when you get down to, you know, less than 10, you have one person running the entire operation and probably driving at the same time. Right. So so being able to provide something that is useful, that they don't have to touch it more than once. You know, so so if you have 10 trucks, you're not looking at 10 different types of receipts or bills or whatever. You're getting all that maintenance done in, in one one plane of glass. And, and we help you work through that. You know, that that's probably the bigger part is, is trying to reduce um, that stress and that work so you can actually deal with all the other things that you're dealing with. You know, and then then knowing when your services do you know, uh, making sure that it's done right. Is your, is your drivers doing their pre and post trips inspections as they're required to, you know, are they working their hours of service like they're required to, you know, all those things you have to worry about as a manager and owner of, of those 10 vehicles. Now you have it in one place rather than different things being handed into you and you're trying to resource through all that and, you know, set up your fleet maintenance time because, you know, if you have a small, fleet like that you may not be doing your own maintenance and if you are then you know you probably have one or two guys or gals doing the maintenance for you so you know having them up to speed on what to look for and how to manage that as well is really important uh you know fuel is one of the most expensive parts of of running the fleet you know so being able to maintain that too and knowing um where they're fueling up uh, knowing their routes, you know, having all that done electronically so you can help the driver. Uh, it, it all adds to that efficiency aspect of it. It's really interesting. The other day um, I was browsing through social media and I saw as a diesel shop that we follow and it was a fleet truck. I don't know if it was an F450 or 550, but they had the cab off and it said the result of 19,000 miles of no maintenance. And the engine's toast, so they've got to put a whole new engine in this truck, which isn't cheap. They might not be able to get it really quick. And I was thinking about our chat today and what we were going to talk about, and I thought of that application where the person who's operating it may not – their specialty might be something completely completely different. They might not know the ins and outs of the truck. They're you know, doing electrical or plumbing or some other service, some other expertise they have. And so being able to stay on top of that, to avoid the cab off of a truck in a, a ten, fifteen thousand dollar engine would be huge for a smaller business. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we do we do a lot of work with the vocational side of the house, whether it's uh, construction or or utility or whatever. And you know, they're operators; they're not truck drivers. They they their specialty is when they get to the to to the field. Yeah to do their work, not getting to the field. So when you can help them prep and be ready to drive to the field to to where they need to go uh and 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 get them there safely and home safely that's what it's about and and having that done more efficiently and you're right you know they need to know they have to check the whole and that or, or walk around the truck and check the tires and turn signals and like that may sound really basic but when you're focused on what you're real job is and that's being an operator or, or running machinery or, or climbing poles or you know whatever it is um you're not thinking about what it takes to get that truck there safely that's the biggest thing that i've learned in doing the podcast for as long as we have is 
the maintenance side. It was always something in the background for me, and I didn't. I was younger too, so I didn't really pay attention to that stuff. I, there were other parts of the truck side that I liked. Um, but I've realized how crucial that is. And I think of an individual truck with when you're doing your, your oil changes, your differentials, all that. Um, but then if I expand that and I, somebody said, Patrick, you need to manage 10 of these trucks. I would be overwhelmed. What if I right. go to 20 or 50 or a hundred, I would want something to be able to help me do that. And so I see how this is a really critical part of the heavy use market, the fleet market, the, the the people who are sending tons of these things out there to be able to perform a, a, you know, a service. So I think being able to understand how it applies to the big, huge fleets, but then also the smaller ones as well, who yeah. one day may grow into those big fleets. It really resonates. Yeah. You know, we all have the, the little, the mobile phone, you know, and, and, and the, the, there are apps to help you be more efficient that ties into your back office. So even though you may not be at your back office to look at it, you can do it on your mobile phone and look at your back office and know what's going on and, and have that resource right at your fingertips as well. You know, so things have transpired to the point where, you know, things are so mobile and, and, you know, it it, it 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 sounds for for me it's, it sounds kind of silly, you know, that we can manage our fleet, you know, through an app or through a phone or through the back office, but but really it will help you make more efficiencies uh, throughout your business and, and help you uh, succeed further. And quite frankly, if if we don't succeed, our customers don't succeed. So you know, it's imperative on us to make sure that we do it right and help them do it right. Otherwise, you know, we're not going to keep going in what we're doing too. That's a great analogy because I was just thinking it's hard for me to manage myself. That's why I use apps. So I have a reminder when something's coming up. <laughs> I have to be, yeah, I have to be here. I have to do this. Well, I'm not as complex as a truck and all the different components to it and 10 other trucks. So I definitely, definitely understand that. Now, if, if you were to look towards the future a little bit and things that are going on, um, it could be with emissions or just change changes in the market. What do you think some challenges are going to be that fleet managers are going to face over the next couple of years or five years as they manage um, the other fleet of trucks? Yeah, I, I think emissions are going to be a big, the bigger part of it. Um, you know, it's, it's it's interesting. You know, through the different and and if you don't believe that politics plays in all this, then you're sleeping under a rock somewhere because you know politics does play in everything that that we do and how we thrive as a country. And and so things kind of will change, I think, as as different administrations come in and come out. But I think that emissions will always be a forefront now. And how we can be more efficient with uh, uh, cutting emissions. Um, so I think it will always be there. And then it's it's going to be you know managing whether you you go to EV, um, you stay with diesel, you go to an alternative fuel, or or how you do that to make your fleet the most effective. Um, you know certainly if you have you know three to ten trucks, you know that could be a fairly easy decision um, based upon where you might be. Maybe you need, you know, three electric trucks and then, you know, the, the rest diesel. So I think that's where it's going to be is, is merging some of that technology and, and, and helping you be more effective, not just with one type of uh, vehicle, but more than one. And I, I think that's what you'll see is there's going to have to be more than one uh, to make it work. So it's going to get even more complex if I think of, say, 10 trucks and I've got three EVs, maybe a couple of gas vehicles, and then diesel. Now I've got to manage three different types of yep. applications. I'm going to need even more help. Correct. 
<laughs> and and that's where I think it's going. And and you know and and you know the emissions. And we talked about carb a little bit. And and I'm gonna read 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 this because the, this is important. So if you have uh, listeners in California, you know carb is creating a an ACF advisory group. It's Advanced Clean Fleets Group. Um, and because you're required now to purchase zero emission trucks if your fleet has 50 or more trucks or make 50 million more annually a year. And that's by January 2024. So if you're active in California and you're concerned about what's going on with some of this stuff, I would look at getting in that advisory group as well and, and try to make, make that impact. The other thing is get, get to know what's going on with the industry, especially with the emissions side of it. And, you know, there for a while, the autonomous stuff was really big and it still is to a certain degree, but all this emissions and, and the electric side is, is, is probably taking that over now. So I think in the next year, that's going to be the bigger aspect for a fleet manager. I'm thinking of the fleet manager. Maybe it's smaller. They haven't paid attention and they are in California to make sure I understand this correctly. So by January of next year, which is four or five months away, they have to purchase, if they're over that uh, 50 vehicles or they make 50 million or more, you have to purchase zero emissions vehicles. Yeah. So I wonder, are there even vehicles available that are zero emissions <laughs> in those segments to be able well, to do I, that? <laughs> well, I don't think so. Not enough anyway. And certainly there's not enough uh, uh, electrical grids and uh, to, to keep those vehicles going either. And, you know, and that's the thing is, if you have a, you know, a semi truck, you know, an 18 wheeled truck um, that's electric, you know, to power that up in 24 hours, it, it's the same energy that it take. I think they said 38 homes uh, in a city. So, you know, one truck, 38 homes. Wow. Uh, think about some of the, the electrical outages they've had in Texas and, and, and California and, and some of the problems that that has caused. I mean, there's, you know, there's so much that infrastructure that's not ready. Yeah. So, so that's why I've said in the beginning when we started was, I don't think diesel's going away and, and uh, you know, I don't think it'll go away in a long time. Um, but there's ways to make diesel more efficient. And I think you've seen that over the years and certainly in the trucking industry, they've made it a lot cleaner than it used to be. Um, so, um, but uh, for that manager, whether it's three trucks or 300 trucks, I think you really need to, to, to listen to what's going on with this part of, of uh, the industry and, and, and know how to respond to it. And, and, and how can you, you know, be more efficient, not only with, you know, your fuel. I mean, we have an app for Z fuel to help a driver, you know, do better um, operating the vehicle. So they reduce the fuel usage, but you know, it's very important. I mean, know how to, to save money just by your actions, your maintenance and the way that you drive the vehicle. I think that uh, getting involved is, is a really key part that you mentioned because we get that question a lot. Anytime we've covered anything related to emissions or, things that can impact what sort of vehicles we can buy is people say, well, how can I, what can I do? And I think being involved and in, I think it's a great resource that you'd mentioned to being able to give input and say, Hey, I don't know if we can achieve this within the next four months. This is what I think is a fleet manager, or this is where we're at with our process. Being able to have a dialogue there is incredibly important. Now, I know there's going to be, this topic is so complex and there's so many different directions to go. And I do know we have fleet managers who listen 
And I'm sure I didn't ask you a question that they want to know about, or maybe they're curious about being able to manage their fleets better. How can they get in contact with you guys, learn more, see what kind of solutions that you guys can provide for them, their company, and their fleets? Well, we'll go back to this electronic discussion, right? So go to our website at zonarsystems.com and, and there's there's a lot of information there. And, you know, uh, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, um, you know, Fred Fakuma, F-A-K-K-E-M-A. You can find me on LinkedIn. And then on I do a lot of work on social media, on Twitter, and what we're doing, what we're doing. And it's uh, uh, Zonar Compliance is, is, it, is the thing for Twitter. And so... Um, you know, follow us, find us, uh, reach out to us. Um, I have a team of experts that that will be willing to work with the companies and 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 help them get more efficient. And it, you know, and we, some companies that have reached out to me and to my team, you know, we've helped, and they may not have gone with our product; they've gone with other someone else. But they still reach out to us for information and what's going on and what's new and and you know that's what it's about is to make people more efficient and effective and and help where we can so yeah i think getting the information is is the hardest part of of kind of the modern world and the modern modern business world it's just where do you go to find the information where can you access it quickly and time being the most important commodity so i think being able to find a partner in that is is so crucial and this definitely helped me learn more about issues that are facing say a different side of diesel or automotive, but they ultimately end up with truck owners, everyday people. It always kind of inevitably goes that way. So I think being able to understand it at these stages can help the, you know, the truck enthusiast who's listening right now and thinking, you know, what's, what's going to be, what's the future look like? What are some things I might have to do? So I appreciate your time. It was really great to connect with you. Help me understand and and learn more. And I think you guys I, I really appreciate you uh, bringing us on and we're happy to come. I'm happy to come back on anytime, you know, if something other questions lead to a different topic, we're not happy to, to jump on with you again. Awesome. I, I appreciate your time today, Fred. All right. Take care. Thanks. So. Don't forget diesel fans, make sure and head on over to Kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 23 diesel 20 for 20% off site wide. It's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear for EDC or hunting, fishing at work at home. And they've had a ton of new releases in 2023. One of the newest models are the Duralock models, which the blades made out of D2 steel. The way that it opens and closes is really smooth and positive. And there's different choices for blade shape and also handle design as well. So if you're in the market, definitely make sure, head on over, check them out and use code 23 diesel 20 for 20% off site wide. I also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen and 23 diesel, J Cole, John, all of our other Patreon supporters, all of you who subscribe on YouTube and podcast apps, follow us on social media. We appreciate all your support here in your seven of the diesel podcast and look forward to bringing you more of the content that you want to hear in 2023. Until next time, keep the shiny side up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.